Good morning, Willie. Hey, good morning, Scott. As this holiday season kicks off, do you have any traditions that you do leading up to the Christmas holiday? I know you celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Christmas. That's a really great question. I think a lot of people have a lot of really great traditions. You know, this episode as it goes I don't up, care about a lot of people, Willie. I'm asking you specifically. Well, as this episode goes up here on the 8th of December... 9th of December? On the 9th. I have now purchased six bottles of lube and I'm going through that like hotcakes. I've, I've got, I had eight times yesterday and nine times today. I usually add a little bit of ginger to my holiday cookies. I don't know what you're doing over there. You ever see that movie Van Wilder? Oh. <laughs> Well, the reason to bring it up is because I heard about this story that I've, it's so interesting and weird, but I've never heard about it until this year. It's over in Sweden, our good friends up there in the fingers. That's weird. Yeah. You know what I, I'm talking oh, I'm sorry. I, there, I, there. That's yeah, the I fingers. Under, yeah. I understand the, the <laughs> Sufi, the Dane, Dane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Up there. Up there. Way over there. They have this thing called the Gavla Goat or Gavla Goat, as they might pronounce it. This isn't a participatory thing. This is a solo <laughs> thing. I need you to keep those actions to yourself. All right. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's called a Yule Goat. And since 1966, a 13-meter tall goat has been built in the center of Gavla Castle Square for the advent. But the Swedish... Cre- I, I can't even... I'm can, trying to speak can I just speech. say, I can't. you just said a 13-foot goat, yeah. and then there was a pause. And we're not talking like Michael I thought Jordan, they raised Brady. a 13-foot <laughs> goat. No, you're referring to them building one. Uh, right, okay. they haven't good, genetically good, good. enhanced Dolly to become this, like, mega goat. <laughs> <laughs> They're not using some super soldier serum okay, yeah. on their livestock over there. But the Swedish Christmas tradition has unwittingly led to another tradition of sorts, People try to burn it down every single year. And since its inception in 1966, the goat has successfully been burned down 29 times with the most recent destruction in 2016. It goes up every year on December 1st, and they have a website that you can follow. Uh, We'll post it in our show notes. It's Visit Galva website. (laughs) And there's a live video stream. So this whole month, we're going to be able to see... Basically, if Sweden is able to successfully burn it down, imagine the security that they must have to put up to try and prevent this vandalism. Do you think the but, security guards are in on it, though? Do you think one just like walks up with like a like a Bic lighter and just puts it behind his back and he's like, I got this. This is my year. This is my time to shine. I'm on camera. Everybody's going to know my name. It's <laughs> I think I wonder what the punishment is. I mean, do you go to jail for for the holiday do you go <laughs> you have to stay there through new year's and then they let you out it seems they like force a you to thing. butcher a real goat and drink its blood <laughs> i think we should kind of follow this and uh check on this goat's projects and see if sweden is able to get the goat you said they started doing this in 69 i mean isn't that the Calm way down. you always start <laughs> <laughs> no i mean you end up there oh you go you go right for that to start okay start, roll the clip start the episode we're going <laughs> Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott, and continuing to socially distance from me is our other host, Willie. And what, 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 what is up? Contrary to the last episode where it was late and we're old, this episode, it's early. We're still old. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that just means that we have adult responsibilities that we have to get to. So we are going to make this a blitzkrieg of a show. All of you listening and, and watching on TikTok, you're our priority. Nothing else. There's no other responsibilities we have in life. It's you. And nothing else matters. Our podcast. No, the podcast that we do. That matters. Yeah, if that's really what you think as you're listening to this episode, you're 100% correct. <laughs> so before we get into things, where can you find us? Don't hit that skip button. You can follow us on TikTok. Sub for that podcast. You can find us on Instagram at... Sub for that. You can find us on Twitter. Sub the number four that. And why don't you just send us an email to... There's at sub for that dot com. Now, now let's get right into the show, Scott. It's been a fun week. I think you may or may not have some follow up from last week's episode. Oh, I right? may. And it's a, it's a nice one. It's a fun one. We uh, tried to kick off our holiday season with Thanksgiving and make sure the feels are in the good category. Mm-hmm. Not not every you know trying to ignore everything else while recognizing. That we're in a bubble of fun here on the show. And so I just wanted to follow up real quickly on the internet's favorite story, Jamal Hinton, uh, Wanda, Lonnie, that great feel-good story of, I would say, the the teens. I think they are the Reddit family. If yeah. we were to say, Reddit's first epitomizes family. Reddit's first family, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so Netflix took note and... Uh, Jamal tweeted that I am very excited to announce our new partnership with Netflix. We no thank way. E- Yeah, this is a real thing. We thank every single one of you for the love and support of our journey over the last six years. We can't wait to tell our story on the big screen. What? Are they doing like a documentary on this? I don't know. It's just an announcement. It might be a docu-series. It might be a, uh, a movie, I hope. Uh, Netflix getting into those Hallmark romances. <laughs> we'll see yeah maybe it's it's a christmas one of those christmas stories you know that they have every year and uh, i love love this idea i'm so excited to see them if i just had to make a prediction right now it's going to be called a thanksgiving text brought to you by netflix my my hot take would be you up man was that thanksgiving different (laughs) and all for the best now that we've got our feel-good stuff out of the way let's dive right back into dystopia I think it's worth mentioning on the podcast that in past episodes, as as we've started to garner a, a bigger audience, you might have noticed as you went through older episodes that, I mean, we hit society right on, on the face. So you might listen to some of those episodes and think, man, this is hard to listen to. This is hard to our, live. Our very first episode is coronavirus. Our second episode is lockdown woes. And I only know this because all of you new listeners, thank you very much, by the way, uh, are listening to those two. And then you're realizing like, oh God, this is so negative. (laughs) We have to transition and support the fact that we live, (laughs) we live in a society, Scott, and that society sucks. It sucks (laughs) balls, whether you like it or not. So this show, I think the goal today is we want to bring you some joy. We want to talk about some of the things that are happening, but for the most part, we're going to avoid some of those like big controversial things unless it's a full takeover of the site. So know that uh, uh, there's no... Nope, we're not even going to talk about it. It's not in this episode. It's not here. You know, you know, you know. But I want to talk about some crazy controversy and I want to quiz you on this episode, Scott. This is not Mm. something we've ever done 
But I'm excited. I don't think this is something you've seen this week. Oh, I don't know. I've been on some crazy websites. I, I know you have. This quite literally blew my mind when I saw it. So I'm going to describe a video to the listeners. So this is a challenge. I'm going to need you to pay attention Perfect here. thing for an audio format. Yeah. <laughs> we told ourselves we would never do it again. All right. But here we go. So Scott, this week on the subreddit, be amazed. There is a video and... Before I read the title of the post, what I'm going to describe is what you initially see. It's this glass box with a few air vents so air can get inside. And there's a bunch of bees flying What's, around. Oh, okay. Light. I was going to say. So What's there's, in the box? There's two <laughs> lights, two like LED or halogen bulbs at the top of this box. And there's a bunch mm-hmm. of bees flying around. The experiment here. It's a Nicolas Cage nightmare. This goes out to credit Hamish Simmington. He posted this on Twitter. He didn't have a Reddit account, and he was enthralled to find that this was making its way through Reddit this week. He's a PhD student studying pollination, flowers, food security. So he bees is... He doesn't have time to do anything on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's way more important than any of us. Here's the thing that's going to happen. Mm. He's going to shut the light off. That's it. All he's going to do is shut Who the light... Who turned out the light? What do the bees do? Well, since I like I like to play on words, I'm just going to take a guess that the bees are going to drop. You've seen this, haven't you? Yeah, I did. I saw it. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. I was so excited. But okay, so that's exactly what happens. It's a 10 second video. The guy walks up, flips the switch, and the bees hit the ground. All of them. It's like everybody was floating in space and then gravity was turned on. I saw this video, I watched it a couple times, and then I thought to myself, I don't know how this science works. I'm going to keep on scrolling. So what you find in the comments, there's a, a, the top comment says, it's a navigational lockdown mechanism. Sudden drops oh, in sunlight. Just like sign- episode two. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're just right on the nose today. Uh, sudden drops in sunlight signifies high risk of implement weather conditions. High winds in storms and vortexes from accumulated heat rising from soil surfaces can cause massive updrafts that can sweep something as small as a bee high into the upper troposphere. You wanted to say updutes, didn't you? I did. (laughs) If the bee survives the decrease in pressure, it's likely he will find himself on a turbulent ride that could land him 20 or even 30 miles from the hive. Dang, I think that's really cool. And we need bees more than ever now to, you know, save our planet. So whatever this guy's doing, more power to him. Are there any fun animal facts that you want to throw our way that maybe there's there's a listener like Max who's just an idiot and is just trying to figure it out? Maybe you can hit him with a good one. Ooh, um, what about the fact that it might have been a pangolin that started all this shit for us? A pangolin? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this... They, they found out some evidence that this guy named Randy Marsh went to China and had sex with a pangolin. And that's what started coronavirus. That's a South Park reference. I, I, I know it's a South Park. <laughs> <laughs> you, you signed me up for this thing called Cat Facts, which is super confusing. Oh, yeah, I did that too. Happy Christmas. Yeah, they, they, I don't I, I don't know how to get it to stop. They just keep coming in here, man. But uh, the first one says uh, cats use their tail for balance and have nearly 30 individual bones in them. How many do you I, have in you? You want one more? Just the one that, just the one that matters. 
in ancient e- they keep coming here dude what seriously the only thing that keeps coming is me in december in ancient egypt killing a cat was a crime punishable by death and at the end of meat beat december here you're going to uh, basically be putting yourself in a coffin sarcophagus well speaking of beating old meat Okay, <laughs> that's right. You're old too, Willie. The internet's favorite meme lord decided to speak up, and it made it to r slash politics. Elon Musk suggests that anyone over the age of 70 should be barred from running for political office. What do you think about that? Oh, what a hot take. I do want to know the, the context of what he's talking about, but... At the end oh, of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. In true Elon fashion, he followed up with, I think it should be a number right below the age of 70. That's what he said should be the official cutoff. 69. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing you start with. Can you imagine the worst of us? Me. Getting, We're recording it right now. <laughs> getting billions of dollars. <laughs> getting billions of dollars and influence and you just you have a platform bigger than anybody to be able to talk this is elon musk it, mm-hmm. i don't think anybody should be sensationalizing him and in many ways terrible person do i agree with him in this stance yep. absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately I think as as somebody who's a little bit younger than most politicians and mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even know how old Elon is, but we can probably say that somebody who's making laws that won't even apply to them doesn't make sense. Totally. And there there was a meme that uh, I saw today uh, where it was like a four panel drawing and it was just like old white men creating a bill that they won't mm-hmm. be alive to see the impact on. He is 50 years old. Elon Musk is. Yeah, the the uh, the hot takes in the comment section are I suggest that billionaires should also be barred from office because they're not living in reality. I support that one. I like that. I think there's some easy ways to make corrections. One, it, it comes down to money. Everything in America, it's with capitalism as pervasive as it is, good or bad, regardless of what stance you're on, we need to get the money out of politics. So mm-hmm. set a standard rate of pay, limit the amount of terms that you can live in, Create rules for incoming money, too, like who can donate, how much you can donate, how many times you can donate. And prevent loopholes. Make it completely transparent, like blockchain-based, where everybody can see the ledger of transactions. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So that there isn't anybody hiding. Like, if company A jumps out and says, we're going to support this brand or this, I mean, I call them a brand, but that's really what politicians are. I'm going to go and support this person. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fine, you can see the money going in, but I think that there should be impact on that business, and that might change things a little bit. Yeah, there should be full transparency, and it's not even, it shouldn't even be up for debate. I do think that power from businesses to be able to lobby a politician, that to me seems like the most dangerous version of our current political system is that because of that, an individual who was elected on a a platform that they believe in can now be completely influenced by another company when an issue comes up that that person might disagree with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we think about it, lobbyists are the first real influencers. Forget all these people on uh, on the socials. You guys have nothing compared to Big Soda. You have... And big oil. That's what I think. That's what we should do for our uh, for our influencer. We should just cover ourselves for our Instagram. You know, just cover ourselves in whatever we want to 
not that. Not, get, get your head out of gross. Oh, I was saying like, oh, oh God, it's ectoplasm. <laughs> I swear to God. Shoot, it's December. I got to be careful what I say. <laughs> we're, we're, we're big ecto. <laughs> Sponsored by Ghostbusters. <laughs> In theaters now. Not a sponsor. Speaking of what, Willie? Speaking of what? Speaking of politics, we tend on this show to skip out of politics a little bit because while Scott and I have been very vocal about our opinions, Mm -hmm. politics can be pretty divisive. And if you're driving to work as you listen to this, you might be like, (laughs) screw these two for talking about politics all the time. But this week in r slash gadgets, there's a post. This thing made it all across Reddit. It was in multiple different subreddits. It says U.S. lawmakers announce a bill to prohibit bot scalping of high demand goods. Scott, just last week, mm-hmm. we talked about how we have adult money and can go buy all of these PS5s and Nintendo Switches with OLED displays. But And yet, when we go, the shelves are bare. Right. So we're we're stuck behind the technology savvy what we called kids to be able to go out and do these things but as it turns out it might be a bit larger than we talked about so let me read this really fast this is from Eurogamer politicians in the U.S. have announced a new legislative bill named the Stopping Grinch Bot Act oh The bill, which specifically targets scalpers using bots to snap up online inventories of in-demand items in order to resell them at a significantly higher price, doesn't limit its focus on the video game industry, but would certainly cover items such as consoles and graphics cards, both of which have been hit particularly hard by scalpers as a result of supply chain issues. Does this work? Does this make sense in our internet age? This, this is going to apply to whom? Only people in the United States? Before we started talking, I tried, to, I tried to do a little bit of a deep dive into the comment section to see maybe somebody else was able to pull out commentary or the nuance that will get missed on a high because, level, level thing. Correct my old knees if I'm wrong here, but couldn't you just move these bots to a place that the United States doesn't have jurisdiction and uh, just keep doing does this give the Europeans, not the Europeans, but like the Russians, VPNs, the Russians? Yeah. Uh, does this give any cause to think that this will get better in the future? Because I don't. I saw this video on on Reddit this week where it was just a bunch of lawmakers uh, interviewing the CEO of Google, and they were asking him just the most ridiculous questions on like, can Google track my phone if I move from this side of the room to the other side of the room? It, it was so asinine. And this is this this is how the episode ties itself together, right? Because Elon Musk says, seriously, what, why are these ancient people in roles that have such a hard time understanding technology, yet they're creating bills that are or asking questions of these technology superstars that are completely irrelevant, that don't mm-hmm. push the actual progress forward. So some of the concerns that I saw in the comments around this specific bill was, is this going to prevent me from saying, hey, Alexa, buy me this thing, right? Because technically that's a bot that's going out and making a purchase. Yeah. The difference here is it is not, and, and this is where I'm actually surprised that the underwriters of this bill, so the assistants and 
assistance of assistance to these politicians <laughs> as they're crafting the message. They're using terms like we are not going to prevent a bot or an algorithm from making a purchase as if it were an individual, but we are going to prevent those same bots from buying in bulk, essentially. So it's not going to prevent the voices in the cans from going out and making a purchase. That is not something that they want to prevent. They just want that thing that's scouring BestBuy.com for the NVIDIA GPUs to be prevented from doing that. I think that's a good idea. I mean, you you have to make that legislation at this point in time. You just, you can't not have it. Even though it might not work, you have to have it out there. I would rather have the companies come up with a better way for their marketplace, for their website to prevent this, you know, some sort of ticketing system, some sort of sign up for your email, and then you'll get notified, kind of like Microsoft has been doing now with their Xbox sales, or like Steam did where you just got in line and when they have one available, you're up. Yeah, we're, we're at this really interesting time where technology companies and society doesn't know necessarily how to progress forward. So they're throwing everything at it. They're attempting all different facets to say, do we need to build something on our end? Do we need to have legislation? Do we need to put out a ticketing system? I think everything is going to be tried, including the things that we're not prepared for. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're smart and they want our money going forward, they have to. There's a cynical side to this. Oh, that's not what we were on? Do the companies care? I don't think they do. You're right. As long as their product is selling out, as long as they're making profit, we continue to, you know, fill their coffers. They're probably not going to change. But that's what I was saying. Like, if they want to continue getting my money, they're going to have to make some change. Because otherwise, I'm just not like we said last week, we support or we uh, speak with our wallet. And Mm -hmm. if you just take that money away, you and I will probably never pre-order anything ever again. We don't have the time and energy to do that. We don't have the time. We don't have the energy. When it comes to video games, the product might not even be finished. So they don't even send us the actual product we thought we were buying. I'm taking my money for those types of things off the table. Yeah, this is a subtle tangent. I wasn't necessarily going to bring this up in today's episode, but you just said something that I couldn't agree with more. Triggered. Yeah. I, yeah. So this guy on uh, gaming was venting about video games this week. And Ooh, was it Senior Grafo? useless nipple close is it probably not is it different i don't know (laughs) anyways he was gonna he was gonna boot up a game call of duty and he was gonna play just the campaign he had the cd puts it in his ps4 (laughs) you gotta go do a download (laughs) you you gotta go you gotta go do the the update so he goes and does the update and it's gigabytes in size and then he's got to sign into his playstation account and he doesn't Mm -hmm. remember the password so he goes through this entire thing Finally, he clicked, he clicks on campaign and it's like, oh, there's a 12 gigabyte download in order to play campaign. He's like, motherfucker, I have the disc. What the fuck? I could go into my basement. I could pull up my Nintendo 64. I could put GoldenEye in there and start playing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. These companies, they have no idea what's coming for them. It will just be a thing where like, if I have to buy a physical product and then download anything, why even give me a disc? Just take it off the table. Then you're going to see where the true money lies. And I think the majority of our listeners would probably agree that everything that we've been talking about is not enjoyable. They don't like it. And speaking of things that we don't like, (laughs) just going to continue on the train. This week in r slash Black People Twitter, 
The post is called Don't Like It? That'll be $1.98 because it's from Michael Harriet, and he says Ticketmaster be like concert ticket $40 venue fee $21.32 access fee $18.32 paperless transmission fee $12.03 fee fee $8.84 fee five fo fum $3.43 cuz we can fee $2.01 might as well fee $1.89 what the f are you gonna do not go $1.38 another dollar won't hurt anybody a dollar it's it, gotten worse and it it's keeps, gotten so much worse it keeps getting worse the sad is, reality is the first like three or four of those are real that's what those are legit yeah <laughs> how do we correct something like this because when i see that i think that Ticketmaster's clearly just masking the true cost that it takes them to do business i don't know if it's been a thing that's just once they figured out they could take advantage of it with lobbyists, with whatever, once they realized they were a monopoly or created a monopoly, that they just decided to see what they could get away with. But I remember as a child going with my dad to, I think it was Marshall Fields before it was Dayton's before, you know, one of those big stores. And that's they now, had... That's now dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All dead. Big box. Get with the times. They had a ticket counter or like a customer service counter where I could go and I could buy tickets for shows. We We bought concert tickets. Just by walking up to the service counter and saying, like, I would like two tickets to this show. They were kind of like Ticketmaster before the internet existed. That was a very common thing that you do the box office purchase. You could go to mm-hmm. the Orpheum in Minneapolis and just pick up a ticket to that night's show. And you- uh, it, it made it local. It made it so that anybody who you know wanted to get one, they might have to go wait in line before the box office opens. But you used to be able to get into the shows that you liked. It's crazy to think that the last time I bought movie tickets, I think, was when you and I went to go see... Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. It must have been. And I bought them via Fandango for an IMAX theater here in Minnesota. And sure, there was a, a Fandango processing fee and an online fee. Like, there were all these other things that were associated with it, when mm-hmm. the reality of it is is that they just chose that seat and sent us a QR code that allowed us to go into that seat. There isn't a fee for doing that transaction. Now, had we gone to the actual theater, would they have charged us a fee? I don't think they would have, but they might have because then you're paying a real person to sit there and transact it for you versus an online algorithm, an app that's just doing it for itself. A a bot? Mm. So let me walk you through something really quick because also this week on Reddit, there's a post that showed the cost of living for 1938. And I think it goes hand in hand with what you just brought up. Oh boy. Did you read this? <laughs> no, uh, I, I've seen many charts about this. Uh, I think we've talked about how the minimum wage hasn't gone up uh, on this show before, but uh, just lay it on me. Okay. Ugh. So Scott, Ugh. I went to the wild game and I wanted to sit close to where my parents' season tickets have, were. You've been there with me. Yes, yes. F- they, they were... F- fifth row or fourth row right on the blue line great seats to see at Mm -hmm. the xl so to go to a coyote game at the minnesota wild it was you know the two tickets vaunted nhl classic franchise the arizona coyotes that nobody cares about this should be (laughs) a shitty cheap ticket don't get mad arizona (laughs) you know how you feel about the coyotes (laughs) yeah you know you you live there you know 
Two tickets, $350. Whoa. That's crazy expensive. Now, let me how much walk did you... They, yeah, I was going to say, how much did they actually cost minus all of the fees? Like like $100 a ticket. Ugh. $97 a ticket. You paid more just for the privilege to walk in the building. Exactly. Exactly. So here, really quick, it says 1938 cost of living. A new house then would have cost you $3,900. I would own most of the state. Yes. <laughs> the average the average income was $1,731 a year. Okay, I take that back. I'd be poor. <laughs> but, but... Remember, that's a third of the cost of your house. Yeah. I mean, and there's people that make that. Sure. People that make the third of the cost of my current house, but not me. Not me. A new car would cost you $860. The average cost of rent was $27 a month. Tuition at the best college in the country, Harvard, would have been $420 per year. $400 a year to go to Harvard. And now it's like $400,000 a semester. It might not be that high, but still, it's pretty outrageous. Now, back then, they would buy food in bulk. That was, it was way less common to have food the way that we buy it, where it's, it's a throwaway thing, right? Yeah, there was no Chipotle. (laughs) There's no fast fashion with food back in 1938. It's you buy a bunch of food stuff, you put it in a pantry, and you hope it doesn't get ants. So <laughs> for for 10 pounds of granulated sugar, 59 cents. If you want so that's, brown... And we can get that today in just one 64-ounce soda. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew's like, man, if we could have kept those prices, whoo. If you wanted a pound of bacon, Scott, what does that cost you today? Oh, I, I have no idea. I can't have salt, Willie. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. But you used to. You used to eat a lot of bacon. What's a pound of bacon cost? What what, what could it cost? Like $2? No, $10? $10? Like a, a pack of Hormel is not a pound. That's going to cost you like 4 or $5. And then you get a second pack and that's another $4. So we're talking 8 to $12 for a pound of bacon. In this oh, situation, okay. it's 32 cents. <laughs> now, if you're Gaston in France... To get a dozen how, eggs. How, how much would it cost for Gaston to eat like a son of a bitch? 18 cents a dozen. Dang. We have uh, we have inflated these prices, haven't we? I wonder, we what's have. That, I wonder what that's called when that happens. America? Correct. Yeah, and even though you may be downvoting the world right now, we still upvote you. So thank you very much for listening to our podcast watching us on our social media, leaving a review on our favorite podcast audio site. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's Edmonton, Boss Fight, hmm, or 2007 Scape, there.